When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. Liverpool 4, Arsenal nil is uh, going to be what we're yapping about this evening. Um, we're going to talk about Arteta being a melt and um, we're also going to go around the league. Well, we're not going to go around the league, we're going to go straight up to Old Trafford <laughs> and have a bit of crack, uh, to be quite honest with you. You know what I mean? I, I still think that he, he must be still doing that fucking farewell interview. He's doing more fucking, he's doing more um, comeback fucking interviews than the, the Eagles. Um, but anyway, uh, Liverpool 4, Arsenal Nil, um, a brilliant reaction um, to the to the defeat of West Ham a couple of weeks back. Klopp versus Arteta. We will. We're not going around the league, you know, we're not. Um, but it's it's going to be. We're going to have a bit of crack tonight. Um, if you're in and you're watching, um, please hit the like button. Um, hit the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed already. And um, you know the usual, the usual stuff. It's all in the description and all that. You know, most is in here know how it works now. Um, so, uh, Kev, Shawnee, Keith, um, Kev, how are we? We're all right. Yeah. We're all right, mate. Mm. Sound. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> um, Keith, how are we? <laughs> me? Yeah. I'm great. Good yeah. music day for me today, Gav. I started off with a bit of talking heads, moved right. on to In Excess and mm-hmm. then into Prince. I have okay. right, I have a are playlist. We a of, are we going to get a bit of Diamond and Pearls? Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I have a playlist, right, and it's called Sexual Deviance. And it's and we all know what's Sexual it Deviance. Name, but, but it's literally just In Excess and Prince, just mm-hmm. mix. Yeah. So it'll be one In Excess, one Prince, one In Excess, one Prince. Great little bit of gear, it has to be said. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, you know, like... A little fella who's only four foot three, leather pants. How top of the world, Gav? Top of the world. That's How much better can you be? Okay. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing because I cannot do prints. Okay. I'm always singing. I'm a bit of singing. Raspberry Beret or something along the lines. Raspberry I'm not going to sing because I can't do prints. Can't in a second hand store. I'm liking. Do you know what? I'm much preferring prints to Leona Lewis and whatever other show you've been up to the last couple of YouTube uh, prints. Yeah. Really prints great. Very uh, underrated. Very underrated. Well, I don't think he is. I don't think he's underrated. Great songwriter. is probably one of the um, yeah. best performing artists of all time. But uh, yeah, but he's still not doing justice. He must be. He must be underrated down in the keys, is he? Um, well, that's it. He only made it onto the sexual deviant playlist. You know what I mean? If he was right. highly rated, he'd be well above there. <laughs> okay, he would have been well in before in excess. <laughs> Shawnee, yeah. um, I don't know if you've been listening to any music. You said you're off the gargle. You've told us. I that. actually am. I have been. Yeah, but. Uh, none of the sexual deviant variant I was uh, <laughs> I was just watched uh, an audience with Adele there and she's some bleeding bit of gear that girl she's unbelievable yeah okay um, fucking play right Shiny's all over Adele which is the crack oh, as well uh, fair play um, it's all about I just everyone's to, happy 
I wouldn't say yeah. folks happy. That's the main thing. That is the great. main thing, isn't it? There's a new head in the chat there that I can see already. Watford killed football for three No, that's points. Red Steve. That's Red Steve. How is it? <laughs> yeah, and the, only reason, the only reason I know is um, because he says this, four foot three, leather pants, he's destroying Gav. So that's how I know it's him. Um, <laughs> so fair play. He's off to a flyer. Listen, I don't mind getting the abuse in early. Um, he usually calms down then, but um, what a prick he is. But I love it. Um, <laughs> hey, Steve. Um, but look, Liverpool for Arsenal nil, and you know, there's nothing worse than going into an international break with a defeat because you just you stew on it for yeah. two weeks and and um, I felt like we did. We were we were going through everything over over the last couple of weeks and <laughs> privately, you know, in, in WhatsApp groups. Yeah. So if we tried to keep it light hard um, on the channel for the last two weeks, we're all bits and pieces. But um, Shani, I'll stay with you. Um, your initial thoughts because we always do this at the start. Just your initial thoughts going into the game: a four 0 win home to Arsenal. Um, great way to get back on the bike, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's horrible, like you said, when you have two weeks to stew on a result and then a performance like West Ham. It's never normally good, but I was one of them who thought that the international break came at a good time for us because it looked like we were going to get a few bodies back. And Arsenal at home seems to be a bit of a gimme for us the, yeah. since clubs come in, at least. I think I've seen a stat there that the last five games at Anfield, Liverpool, that was something like 19-3 on aggregate. So, they seem to be a team that we really like to play at Anfield. And yesterday was no exception, really. Apart from the first half an hour, when I actually thought that they looked like a decent outfit. But, um, yeah, look back on the week, said, like you said. And I think if you look at the weekend's results, you see the big three again making kind of statements in their own way. So, again, it looks like it's going to be like the. the the festive period south to start now is is that's the kickoff of it yeah. now. So it's literally football every day of the week now for the next six weeks. So yeah. bring it on. Top of the cup says even lads, great result. Arsenal never laid a glove on us. We won every battle and gate and they gave up second half. Uh, check out Top of the Cup actually on Twitter. And um, they're doing some good YouTube videos, so go and check them out as well. And they've deadly merchandise as well, by the way. And um, so go check them out. We don't give a shit about fucking promoting other people. We'll just do it. We don't care. Um but they have, they've some good merchandise as well. And I ordered two beanie hats, not off top of the cup, off um company's gonna help me here, but I've ordered two when they arrive, I'll, I'll show you them because they look deadly. Uh but Kev, you know, as Shawnee says there, um it's a good way to get back on the bike. It's 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 a really good result, but and nineteen three or something, but can you get over how Arsenal show up to this? Uh, every year on year. Can you get over this? Like this no, is, you know you know that saying, Kev, if you keep doing the same thing. Over and over again doesn't mean the fucking thing will the the result will change. Like, yeah, I was shocked. I honestly thought Arteta would have at least learned his lesson from the last time and the time before, and pretty much any time that Arsenal come to us. There's certain there's certain things you can do against us, and there's certain things you can't. Playing out from the back is very risky, and if you're not very good at it, it's even more dangerous. And once you you break the mentality of defenders trying to do it, it was chicken feed at the end of the day. Arsenal made, I mean, we that 4-0 result didn't flatter them. It should have been more. If we were more clinical, it should have been six or seven. I can't believe they did what they did. And they kept doing it. That was, that was the baffling thing. Yeah. Not the fact that they did it once or twice and didn't try to mix. They tried to mix it up at the start. But that stopped after about 15 minutes. But the fact that they kept doing it and doing it and doing it and didn't learn 
and weren't told from the sideline. I thought Arteta had an absolute nightmare yesterday from start to finish. His selection was right. The team was good. Arsenal are in good run of form. We expected him to do something. But my God. Once he had his brain fart on the sideline, oh, that was it. That. I can't wait to oh. get to that. Uh, the, reclaimer, the reclaimer says, start attack, the Gunners have been beaten 12 times with four goals or more, six of which have been at Anfield. And Chris Brack yeah. reckons that he said that we have the record for beating Arsenal by four plus goals in the Premier League. So there you go. Um, it's it's mad stuff, isn't it? Um, a super chat from MC. He says, uh, "Evening, lads. How are you? Still buzzing, Arteta? Yeah, we get to him. We get nah, him. Yeah. And Ramez Khalil, Ramez Khalil has come in with a, a big long super chat, which which really affects me because I'm trying to fit it into this fucking box that I didn't make big enough during the design. And um, he says, "I think our midfield was quite balanced this game. Thiago controlling the tempo, fag." Fabinho blocking their attacks and Ox bringing the speed and physicality. For me, before we get into the game, like, turning up and, and being, you know, turning up and doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, there's just a naivety to them. There's, there's a, yeah. an absolute naivety. To them. And I don't know whether it's a naivety because since they've beaten Spurs, I've been waiting for this game. Wait, fucking waiting. And the more good results they got, I've been waiting and waiting and keep saying nothing. I've just been waiting because I, I said to myself, that's the next big game they have. Spurs wasn't a big game for them. Spurs were appalling. Um, and I just, we get into it in detail, but I just could not get over them. And, and people giving them credit for the first 30 minutes I'm about to blow that out of the water as well. Keith, um, for you, like, it's just a really, really good win. But it's, it's kind of one where you go, oh, yeah, I know, but it's, it's just Arsenal. It's getting to that stage. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, Arsenal at Anfield, but right, they've come before and they've, they've got they've got results or they've got, you know, something out of the game. But at the moment, it despite the form they were in, it's always a game that I just think they're set up, the way they're set up now, the way Arteta has them playing. And as you touched on, playing out from the back and you could smell it coming a mile away. And Arteta is from that sort of Barcelona school, isn't he? And it's, you know, he worked under Pep and he was the brains of Man City, apparently. And people just criticised Guardiola when he had the greatest club side of all time at Barcelona, that he only ever had a plan B. And his retort is, you know, he didn't have a plan B, he only had a plan A. And his retort was always, plan A is that good. You know, people just got mad that he wouldn't take corners into the box. And he's like, <laughs> but this nonsense about taking short kickouts over and over and over again, inviting pressure on against the best pressing team in the league was madness. And it was evident from early. I don't think Arsenal played well for 30 minutes, to be honest. I think they were slow. I think they were they were always on the edge of getting caught on the press. Always. And you could see they weren't getting anything out of their attacking players. And they were inviting that pressure onto themselves. And it was only a matter of time. And the fact that he just stuck with it, until it was too late. Then he started pushing them up and doing long kickouts, which was fucking bizarre. Either do that earlier or don't do it at all. But you don't. But go on, I'll let you finish. No, no. I'm, no, I'm, go, go, jump in, jump uh, in. I know you have a soft spot for this sort uh, of uh, stuff. I, I, a soft spot for just being annoyed <laughs> at them. Yeah. Do you know what? You don't do either for me. You don't do either for me because I said it on Twitter yesterday. They came with two plans and both were atrocious, right? Yeah. And we talk about them as we go through, but... You're playing out from the back and then playing it long. He has a left back that's probably six foot plus, easy, right? And he's a right back that's probably a centre back, 
All right. Now, okay. So if you look at the if you look at the results that teams have got against Liverpool, right? Brentford was a madness, but they stuck to their morals and they, they went for it, stuck to their principles and, and went for it, right? Brighton, what are you saying? 2 0 down. We were at Anfield watching that and Brighton stuck to the things they do and just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and believed in themselves. Not playing into Liverpool's hands, playing their game and trying to, you know, get at Liverpool and they did, right? Chelsea stuck to a plan after being 10, with down to 10 men and West Ham stuck to a plan. They didn't change and go completely off the wall trying to be mental to beat Liverpool. They stuck to their, their principles and they got something. Arsenal yesterday didn't didn't have a principle to start with. I couldn't understand why Arsenal didn't say to themselves, you know what? If we get pressed here, we're fucked. Right? And if we play it long, Van Dijk and Matabal eat things up, right? Abamyang's not good in the air, right? Why didn't they just keep hitting them fullbacks? Why didn't that keeper just keep hitting them fullbacks and going, Tommy Yasu and um Tavares? Why didn't Tavares, just put yeah. it on them and let them try win it and then try get Saka Emil Smith Rowe, Pierre um, Aubameyang on the ball then, higher up the pitch in a much less risk way. And he never done it. He never, ever done it. I just couldn't get over it. And I think, and Sean, I'll, I'll come to you and ask you, I think he turned up in the first 30 minutes. And I've seen prominent Arsenal fans say it was a good away performance up until the goal. And I couldn't believe my ears because oh. I think he turned up. I think they played a, a certain way. They, they played... On the break, but they played on the break for me like a League One side. And this is Arsenal. They turned up and abandoned all the principles that they're meant to have under this manager. Oh. And they went, and they were, they were always going to get eaten alive, Shawnee, but I'm not having it that, that first 30 minutes they were good. I think they kept Liverpool quiet by being okay. I don't think Liverpool were on it, but I don't think they were good. I, look, I, I think it's even, a, it's, a, it's a lot more simpler than all of that. I think Kev said, Arteta had a nightmare and started to finish. I don't think they were particularly good for the first 30 minutes. I thought we were particularly pedestrian, particularly average. I actually thought the first half an hour we were we were crap. I was watching the game. This is a bit shy. And then Arteta kicks off a club and there's a big fracker on the sideline. And it was like he lit a fire. Because Anfield, it's like... It was like a big tackle. It was the equivalent of a big tackle happening yeah. in the centre, like a 50-50 <clears throat> ball and someone getting smashed and lifting the crowd. As soon as that happened, we just started going through the gears. and Everything started moving faster. The yeah, ball yeah, started just, moving, being moved oh, quicker. And, and Klopp did reference, Shani, Klopp did reference that um, in the first 20 to 30 minutes, they were trying to walk out and sort themselves as to the way Arsenal yeah. were playing. Because it, it wasn't what they were expecting from Arsenal, but it wasn't a positive thing from Arsenal either. Yeah. But I just think, I think, see, in them big games, that can help, not like getting in a mill up like that, but it was completely, it was ill, it was ill thought of from Arteta because look at the spine of that Arsenal team yesterday. I think they're one of the youngest teams in the Premier League. Like, they're coming up against the juggernaut, especially at Anfield, Liverpool. All of our boys have experience of playing in big games, Champions League finals, semi finals. League title, big, the big, the big, the big title deciding games. And when he done that, it was kind of like we're going, Liverpool went, all right, now fuck this. Who does this fella think he is? We're going to pour it on you now and you're going to break. And it's as simple as that. And that's exactly what happened because as soon as all of that kicked off, you can literally look at the game from then on and Liverpool just said, nah, 
we just took the game by the scruff of the neck. Mm. And then the levels started to really show because I think Arsenal have turned the corner in a sense that they're not the sort of laughable joke team that they have been for previous years. I think they are, I think this, that Arsenal side are capable of nipping into the top four. But I think the gulf between Liverpool, City and Chelsea is, is massive at the moment. And that yeah. probably from 30 minutes onwards to the very end of the game was an exercise on how to play pressing, attacking, open, expansive football that you can see that Arteta is trying to implement. And part of me is kind of like, I admire the fact that he kept trying to play out from the back but then at the same time, I'm thinking, don't be so fucking naive. Like, I think playing your man Tavares, who apparently has been decent, he was like a bleeding dog with two dicks playing that left back there. I enjoyed him. I thought he was great. I thought they would have played, I honestly thought they would have played him in midfield as part of a midfield pair with um, Partey. Partey and put um, Tierney at the back and try to double up on Mo and Trent on that side. Mm. I never thought they'd start him at left back. But even that, um, like, <laughs> the big wankathon about Ramsdale, um, I was thinking, like, n- not one of them saves are good. The one in the second half is good from the yeah, one yeah. Yeah. back. The only back one good save. Good. Yeah. Only yeah, one good win. save, you made. The rest of them are all at him, really, aren't they? So I was yeah. thinking, going, like, oh, I don't know, guy, but it's just, yeah. Arsla, Matt, I, 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 I feel kind of sorry for them. In the same way, I felt sorry for Solskjaer yesterday. I feel sort of sorry for Arsenal because <laughs> I think they they want to be taken seriously. Now, uh, you couldn't you couldn't not feel sorry for Solskjaer yesterday. Do you want to fucking be- wait? Stick around for another forty minutes, and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the cream rises to the top, and in the end, we just we we pissed all over them, and we're gonna get onto the, the Mo Salah fella is just. I was just bad. laughing yesterday when he was doing there was a did you see when that touch and he could yeah. he took the ball out of yeah. the boy and the camera caught the hand though and Hendo was laughing, <laughs> laughing. I was just going, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I seen him do that in training last week kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the funny thing is like, I don't like Veranda Cheese is saying, Oh, you never give Arsenal a fair crack of the whip. I'm just telling you as I've seen it. You know, if you were good yesterday, I would have told you they weren't. Um, but I can see where you're going with the with the sneaking into the top four because they're turning into Arsenal from five six years ago, where they they flat track bullied their way into the top four. They do fuck all against the top six and they win most of their games. They did, with the last time they, they got into the Champions League, they did an amazing record against the bottom thirteen teams of the league. Like I mean, amazing. Like yeah, with twenty six games, I think they won't bleed in twenty two of them or something. They don't fuck yeah, all else. But they, but they have all the they, they have um, they have that look of them. Um, Keith, I'm going to give you the full shout on this little melter that manages them. Um, because what I can't get from this is, what's he going on about? Like Klopp yeah. says it. There's a challenge in the air. There's no issue with it. The bolts don't come down no. onto the ground. It's no foul from what anyone can see. Um, no. They both get up and this fella's having a, a go and Klopp simply says to him, what do you want? What do you want from that? And he just loses the fucking plot. Is that him being confident? As it say, I'll stand up to this fella now. We're 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 past the first half hour or so here, and I'm I'm nil all, and I'm fucking frustrating them, and I'll show him on the sideline as well. Was was it a badly judged attempt at trying to be, you know, try show some superiority to Klopp? Do you think that what yeah. it was, or is he just being a tick? Well, I don't think he's a tick, right? Because 
I think he's a smart fella. And I think he overthought, you know, when you, you know, when you overthink things and, and you, you, you plan it out, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to let this fella be in me blade face or anything like that. And I'd say he had it in his, in his mind that if that clock fucker opens his mouth about anything, I'm going to be up there and I'm going to be running amok. And he just picked the wrong incident. You know what I mean? Because it was a nothing incident. Yeah. yeah. And, it was, you know, it's it's a header. They're trying to say, oh, man, he's leading with his arms. There's no blading elbow. There's no... Ah, he's up high and he's heading it on. There's, no There's nothing in jump. it. And Klopp comes out and says, he reacts because he feels Mane is being targeted. He was targeted by Atletico Madrid. <laughs> and he felt that Arsenal were starting to act the bollocks as well. And we're going to start trying to get him booked. And there's no, you know, it's not foul. So we're trying to get him booked. And he jumps in, and it's the most ill-advised. It was like Frank Lampard. The oh, that was, that was with, the greatest. The, the, the Chelsea one, and he's given it loads. But you could hear every word of that, which yeah. made that blade fantastic. It's up there with that. And it's the most ill-advised. You know, it, it lit a touch paper under the ground. Because as Sean said, and we've all sort of alluded to, we were sort of going through the gears. We weren't, on, we weren't playing too good. I don't think we were that bad. I think Arsenal were... You know, they were coming out, they were playing that game. They probably shocked that they were still in it after half an hour. Sometimes they can get the arse blown out of them after 20 minutes at Anfield and they stayed in it. And then I just think he, he, everything he does wrong, you know, there's nothing in the incident. He flips out. I think they're not on top. Do you know what I mean? Look, I can't understand why he's, he feels the need to do it. And like I said, I don't think he's a stupid fella. I think he's a smart fella. I don't know if the Everton thing because they're just giving him abuse about that. I don't know if he was over emotional going into it. He's a calm fella. Even after the game, like he's talking about it and he's not saying much and he's he's quite oh, calm. His interview, his interview yeah, after the game was redeeming. It was redeeming yeah. actually. It it's it's not an emotional outburst then, you know, because some managers you'd see, like Frank Lampard, when he done it was still talking scutter about it. Do you know what I mean? In his interview, whereas I think Arteta is like, CV, to be I think honest. he knew it. Yeah. But I think he knew. He's like, oh, bollocks. But everyone knew. <laughs> you're sitting there watching it. The commentators, whether you're watching it on Sky Sports, BT, fucking B in Sports, Al Jazeera, whatever, everybody is saying the same thing. It's like, ooh, that's going to change this. That's going to bleed. And that's going to wake these up. And it, immediately it does. And it never stops. And they just crumble. <coughs> Well, Arsenal fan circle channel, um, who's a long time viewer on this show, so um, it's good to have him in tonight. He says, Klopp does that to get a tune out of his team. Lost to West Ham and dropped points versus Brighton points. Desperately needed. And um, he follows that up with um, just saying that uh, we did frustrate uh, your team for 30 minutes. Until the end. I've no doubt you've frustrated Liverpool. Um, that's what you were there to do. I just I couldn't understand how... You know, coming into this game, people got on about Arsenal's form and they were in a rich vein of form and Arteta had them doing this and Arteta had them doing that and then they turned up and done none of what they were talking about. Um, and yeah, I think it was a false economy. It was a false economy because they weren't playing great. Sorry if I couldn't across you there. Guys. No, they weren't playing great and Liverpool were missing chances. And as Shawnee touched on there, Ramsdale's making saves. Every one of them, you're looking at them and you should be saving them. And I'm looking at them and I'm saying, He's spilling this. Do you know what I mean? Like Thiago's volley goes straight at him and he spills it. And that's how Mane gets it. There's another one that he palms straight back out. And I'm like, this fella is dodgy as fuck. 
but he's starting to smell himself because he makes a couple of good saves. Arteta yeah. then jumps in. He makes one off Trent as well, where he's he's smiling when he gets up. And no, I don't know whether that's straight down him, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know whether that's an England thing. Um, oh, mine probably is. He should save the force. Like he's trying to be yeah. grabbing banks. He's trying to wave the ball past the post. Yeah, whereas he, that's he probably, yeah. The first one was his, on him, you know, hundred yeah. percent. But you look at the the, the Arteta thing. Arteta wanted a card. Arteta wanted Mane sent off for leaving yeah. with the elbow and tried to influence the referee. I mean, Arsenal, let's not forget, Arsenal were coming into this game on the back of a 10-game unbeaten run and two draws against decent sides. But they beat sides who they should beat if their ambition is to get into the top four. I think they'll get into the top six. I think top four is probably a little bit too much. But they'll definitely get in the top six to get back into Europe this season. I mean, it's all well and good we're being comfortable after a 4-0 win. I don't want to do Arsenal down because it's a good win. But they they came to us and thought, you know, we're in this at half an half an hour gone. It's like you're go it's it's like a courtship. You're going out with someone and you're touchy feely. It's careful, like we're, careful, we're, careful. No, it's like we're we're finding out <laughs> we're finding out what you know, what you can do and what you can't do. And that's what the game was like for the first 20, 30 minutes. It was like we were feeling them out, seeing what we can get away with, what we can't get away with, where can we attack, where can't we attack. And then after that blew up, everything just changed. The atmosphere changed. The way we were passing the ball changed. The attitude of the players changed. The aggression, everything. Everything changed on the back of that. On the, on the back of that. And it's like you'd have thought Arteta would pick your bunnies. Do you know what I mean? You you might get away with that at some grounds, but Anfield under the lights, do you really want to piss people off? You know, you're nil nil. Pick your bunnies, and he just didn't. He absolutely balls it up, and and he, he did like he, he, he balls it up. As simple as that. They were in a good position. They were in a good position. They were nil all. They weren't doing much, um, and they were in a good position. But uh, like, <laughs> I don't know what he's at. I really, really don't know what he's at. Like. Make a call to the referee, all right, and then just stand yeah. back. But he's he's making too much of it. I, yeah, you know I, mean? I think what Klopp alluded to as well in the the post match is that, like, literally any time anything happened, Arteta was at the ref. Yeah, yeah. everything. It was it wasn't just an isolated incident, and Klopp had enough of it basically. And then he he referred to um, Atletico and Mane and having to take Mane off and saying that they, they were yeah. trying to influence the referee in a way that he don't. And I think, like, Mane doesn't help himself sometimes because five minutes later, then he's, he boots your man in the technical area for nothing. The way he got his coach to stand in front of him was like, hold me back. Please, 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 hold me back. Yeah. Drop us like six foot four. It's, Make sure you can't get me kind of thing. Like, so, um, wait. I just, I think it was... Like keep use the phrase like lit the touch paper. I think he's dead right. And then Liverpool yeah. just said, you know what? Like you said, it's only fucking Arsenal. We'll just put these away now. That's what happened. Like, but it is like and and like listen, I, I've oh who might to say who Arsenal can turn up and play at Anfield, but you know, if they come and they want to play like that and they want to frustrate, absolutely go and do it. But don't come out and tell me that that's the way Michael Arteta has them playing and, you know, shouting the rooftop for the last four or five weeks because it wasn't. Um, it was completely against anything that I've seen from Arsenal over the last four or five weeks. But like you said, you, you pick your battles and you... I'm not saying be scared and, and be afraid and, and don't open your mouth, but 
like to go around it like that like and Klopp don't get me wrong Klopp I'd say halfway through that is going I'm fucking thank god he's done this because I'm going to absolutely <laughs> rally the main stand over here and I'm going to have everyone everyone up on that feet going absolutely rash your heart head now for 60 minutes and, I mean, five uh, minutes before I bet you Klopp is doing his halftime team talks like I'm going to have to get these these lads moving somehow yeah. and then boom there you go yeah it's it's unbelievable but listen they, they, they hold out and they hold out and then you haven't held out, um, and it's Mane around around that gets it. And uh, Sean, I'll come to you. Um, Trent, uh, no, is it nine? Nine assists and a goal in the last six games for club and country. Um, mm-hmm. And I loved be just before the freak. You can see his eyes. He's looking and he's looking. He knows where he wants to put this, and it's a peach of a ball. It's a really good header. But I agree with you. Oh, why the keeper isn't just putting his hand out straight and palming that or? Trying yeah, to catch it, um, but but it's one nil down. And genuinely, Shani, when it goes one nil, I thought it was game over. I didn't think it was game over because of the habit we've seen to have lately of giving up late. To be honest with you, but um, what really impressed me was that what we hadn't been doing really. Is, I was like, we're turning up the pressure here, and we made a count and. That was like, it was rootless, you know what I mean? From the set piece, you could see them dropping thinking, I just were thinking, right? Because it's like one of them things, you get in, if they get in a half-time, they'll all there probably thinking, right, mission accomplished. Let's look, be a bit more aggressive going forward in the second half and going the break. But then Trent just, the ball, forget about the goalkeeper, the, the, the cross. The kid is ridiculous. The numbers he's putting up, 51 yeah. assists by Trent, like you. He's 20, 22. <laughs> like, it's fucking insane. It's actually insane. He's rewriting the book on what it means to play that position. I think really. he's in around the same as Henderson for assists for Liverpool and Henderson's there 10 years as a midfielder. Mm. Nah, I, think he's, he's, I don't think he's far off Henderson. Wow. Yeah. It, it's just... And you know what? I think Trent can be a little bit... Um, he can be guilty of probably smelling himself sometimes. Do you remember when he does go on to these? He seems to go into a bit of a lull, but he, he has a really good week with England and then he comes and he, he picks up and he's playing probably his best football of his career. I think at the moment in the, in the early stages of his career. Well, you wouldn't uh, let me put him in my, in my, t- my team of the year. So yeah, well. <laughs> that was before he got the assist. Ken. It's not oh, a week, for fuck's sake. If we do it tomorrow, tell you yeah. what, Sean, you let you in tomorrow. If we do it tomorrow, Reese James wasn't too bad either. To be fair, yeah, but uh, no. I had Tommy Asu with mine, so you know, Shane. Yeah, you want to please? He's so um, uh, he's he's ridiculous, guy. He's my yeah, favourite player yeah. to watching this Liverpool team. Um, yeah, just you did say by yeah. the end of the by the end of the year he'd be in yours. So. Yeah, like I said, Kev, the cream always rises, mate, and, and I I do genuinely Absolutely. believe that he he's out on his own. And look, I think he's held to different uh, standards, isn't he? Like you yeah, know, when, and I, when you know Trent's what? getting abused, it's we we think to we, expect too much more. It's the same I as think. Mo, isn't it? Is anyone you know apart from Mo? Is Trent is the same? It's apart from Trent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. You know, it's mm. it's crazy what they're and that's what I like. Standards. They they whisper you of success and then scream your failures. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as he yeah. makes a mistake, then they'll be on top of him on yeah. all of these mad channels where people like to shout at the, the camera yeah. in that shouty. bedroom. Like, shouty, shouty. Owen Bork says, Cafu uh, only had 40 assists in his whole career. Trent has got to 51 assists in five years fewer than Danny Alves did it. Wow, what a like stat. He could, he could genuinely just look, oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm knocking this on the head, he, lads. He could genuinely go down as one of the greatest players that we ever have. I think, he will go down the as the best fullback we've ever had. I said, that yeah. oh, no doubt about that. Oh, but look, yeah. well, no, there, there is a doubt because you've liked to feel Neil and, and stuff like we're that. Gonna oh. give, um, we're going to give flowers to the other fella on the other side. I thought Simicat yeah. yeah. was fucking. He was very good, yeah. Absolutely yeah. Was very good. So, look, it, these are good headaches to have. And you have Nico Williams as well, who's been flying at Wales. And, but he's literally yeah. Gareth Bale now. Yeah, well, yeah. basically. Look, long uh, may continue. Uh, I love watching Trent. If you want to do a show on Trent here, we can just cut the rest of this and just talk about Trent for yeah. another 40 minutes if you want. We can uh, organise it for some stage during yeah. the week. Um, he, he's fucking, he's out of this world. But listen, he is, he's he's phenomenal. And, and Mane, like we've touched on him there, he doesn't, he, he's part of that problem where there's a run in there with the managers and then he just boots a fella um, <laughs> because he's like, well, I might as well take the yellow. I was meant to have her anyway. Um, but just just a word on, on Mane, uh, Keith, because I, I read somewhere today only Mo Salah has more goals in the Premier League this season than... That old Chesnut is only Mo Salah. Only Mo Salah, yeah. Now, yeah. And, and I wanted to bring it up for two reasons. One, um, people don't feel that he's playing that well this season, but he's banging yeah. the goals. And two, he, like, Salah has 18 months left on his deal. So... Yeah, same player, same age, same amount of time left on a deal. Um, I know people are worried about Salah signing, but it's the time to start worrying about Mane as well. Yeah, I mean, I've been critical of Mane in the past that his performances looked to have dipped, and he wasn't getting the goals. Where he's getting goals now, and he's he's doing good numbers. I think he's uh, yeah, he's behind Mo in um, in the goal scoring charts with with Vardy, but. You know, what more do you want? Again, it's we're holding some players to standards where, you know, if they're below a 10 out of 10, it's like, shoy, yeah. get him out. Yeah. And it's not really fair, do you know what I mean? But, but Mane has set such a high bar. And what we do forget about Mane, you know, Mane comes in, he's a right winger. He, you know, gives that up for Mo when Mo comes in, switches over to the left, just hits that, hits the ground running with that. Goes in, essentially plays second fiddle, and the two African players both challenging for the uh, African Player of the Year every year, challenging for Afcons and things like that. And there is a rivalry between them. And he keeps going, he keeps going, but he doesn't get the attention he deserves because after Mo Salah, you know what I mean? Everything is Mo Salah. But I think he's starting to get into a bit of form. He's scoring goals, but his play, I mean, for all that. You know, he, he kicks out. Is it Ben White that he volleys on the side in the technical area? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Ben White. Ben White yeah. I thought he caused them trouble all, all day. You know, he, Tommy Asio, there was the challenges and all that. He was he was a thorn in his side. And I just think he's not getting the credit he deserves. Like so many of our players over the last few years set a bar so high that anything below that, and we know we don't have the biggest squad. We know we don't have a bottomless pit of money to just have four and five good players in every position. 
we just expect too much from them. Mane had a dip last year, wasn't getting the goals. This year, he's getting goals. What more can you ask for from your left winger? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. It's one to watch. I, you know, I, I thought think. he was poor. In the, to be honest with you, I, th- I don't think he was great in the first half. No, I thought Tommy Asu did really well against him for the first oh, 20, 25 minutes. But isn't that, is that, is that a right? season where he's up and down? Like somebody does say there in yeah. the chat and it's gone on me. He says he's up. No, sorry, it's right on the screen, Gaff. Um, Mane's performance has been up and down, but he's not stopped scoring. And that's yeah. very true, Sean, isn't it? Like yeah. he's, he's literally yeah, and a bit hit and miss. The same can be said by Jota. Like, yeah. they don't, they don't Jota's not arsed about playing football, by the way. Just banging goals. <laughs> Yeah, like that's but like it's just they just seem to be there and they're putting numbers on the board. Like I was surprised yeah. yesterday when I flipped up the the goal scorer and I see him, man, he was second. So obviously he's down what he's down. Look at you need to remember as well. I'm not saying that he's finished. I just I don't think he's been you don't think he's been great. But last year you could kinda of, I think he struggled with COVID. I think he was he was bad yeah. with COVID, wasn't he? Like he yeah. it affected him. He came out afterwards saying that it affected him physically and, and mentally. So Look, Sadio Mane being in form at the same time as Mo Salah, I think it's illegal. I think it's an unwritten rule or something where... <laughs> I'll, take Sadio Mane off. I'll take Sadio Mane off form for the rest of the season if he scored in 7 and 12. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. he'd hit 21 um, league goals, something like that. Mm. Um, and he won't have that. And the thing is, it's great now that they seem to be sharing the sharing the goals out amongst the front three. I love Mo was running amok. But I find that the two lads... That there was talk of a bit of a rift between Mo and Sadio, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't. Know. That, that, body language, body language to no, me always looked yeah. a bit wrong. Well, it, it, it did, it did. To be fair, let's be honest. I think that was something, but whatever it was, I think they seemed to have squashed it because they're definitely looking at each other for each other. They're playing those, for each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can see, and even yeah, Mo's celebration yesterday, they're embracing each other, and they hadn't been doing that, yeah. so that's only good for us. I think that's down to Mo being less selfish. I think Mo had to change that because you look at the... Sorry if I come across you, Shani. You look back at the Burnley game a couple of years ago when Mane is fucking clear and Mo, instead of squaring it, cuts in, loses it. Mane has a shift here. And then, and then there was... Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. flips out. Milner's laughing, Bobby's laughing, everyone's yeah. laughing. But there was a bit of an issue where he just wasn't passing. Then Salah starts just getting assists all over the place and culminate yesterday where he's, he's popping on a... Sadio's popping on a play from like it's there's no issue there now but I think that might have been like I say competitive um, a big competitiveness with them the fact that they're the top African players two of the top African players as well yeah. and the pride of, of battling for that I think just got on top but Mo Look, changed his game for us, but yeah Gav you were talking about contracts like it's a fucking it's an elephant in the realm that we don't seem to be addressing and I'm genuinely yeah. starting to worry yeah. yeah well I always say I always say um, it's when it gets to January and you've 18 months left I start yeah. to fucking freak out that's what yeah that's, that's when, when I freak out the two with. years thing never bothers me there's a bunch of sorted but when it gets into January people go well he still has 18 months left me bollocks if he's 18 yeah. months left right you're getting further yeah. and further away from a green deal because he knows then once he gets to the summer he's only a year left and he just dropped he just dropped all fucking contract negotiations ago listen forget it because in six, yeah, six another six months, time, six months I'm signing for yeah. somebody you know what I mean and yeah. it's not even it's not even the signing of it. It's look, we all know what we're going for this season. Like the um, the Arsenal fan circle channel asks, what's a good season for you? Winning the league is a good season for us. Anything else, I'm not interested in. But w- what I'm saying is, 
it's not even the contract no- negotiation is and this season's fine but what happens next season if you have two or three players right that are literally going to be same. walking out the door right in in six months or eight or nine months time and you're going for the title right are they going to put that foot in are they going to this are they going to that they're going they're leaving the club you know what I mean I'm not saying they would I'm not saying they wouldn't put that foot in or put their head in where it hurts I'm not saying they would they wouldn't but you have to start asking the question and not only that if if performance slip a slight bit the first thing that's going to be thrown at them is oh well he does not interest it anymore and that's what that's what you know tumbles through the squad then that's what leaks into into squads and, and stuff like that that's all I'm worried about but listen um, for me like I don't know it's not my decision to make Salah should be absolutely signed up and over there but I do Mane as well and I'd nearly say to myself, you've made your money on him. You've made, you, the money you've spent on Manny is well worth it yeah. and you've, you've been paid back. Yeah. What I mean by that is, Shani, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against going in and signing another player and putting them up against Manny and saying, right, you, you go for it and see who wants to play. That's, that's about building the squad. That's on, that's where I would be on it. Um, I'd nearly, before we move off that, I would nearly give Mo a new contract, sell Sadio. And let Bobby go on a free. Yeah, but you That's how I'd see the trade. I'm going, no, they would not hate Manny. You're always trying to sell him. I just don't think, I think it, the issue I have without going into a transfer thing on this is FSG will tell you and Klopp will say all the time, we invest what we make and blah, blah, blah. We can't afford to let the front three that have got us to where we are walk out the door on fucking Bosman's to trade them. Right? So there's, there's not a chance because what are we going to reinvest? Do you know what I mean? We're not getting any money for them. I don't think... Bobby has much value. You might get a few quid off someone. I think Mane, you will get money for. And I think Mo, you have to sign up. So that's just the way, you know, if you, you, you sign up Mo, you replace Mane, you have Jota, and then you have Bobby run down and you're replacing the following year. I just think they have yeah. to be smart. They can't let the three of them run down together. And then no, the look, them walk out. The I agree the with room. I'd extend all three of them. Yeah, I would yeah, as well. I but listen, I use that as a squad building exercise. That's what I do. The difference, Stop, the difference between this. I would. No. So, so hold yeah. on. Sorry, sorry, Kev. So, Shani, you don't do that, okay? So you I'm don't count it out. I'm not here. Huh? Listen, I'm with you. But that, we'd be lucky if we get. Oh, so you're you're just saying no stop because you you can't see it happening. You you do it, but you don't see it happening. Yeah, it's not that won't happen. Right. So you what you see is one of them being sold off and using that money to buy somebody I, younger. I actually feel I I fear the worst. Okay, um, we're not going into that. We're in good form. Yeah. I know what the worst <laughs> no, is. No, I do. I genuinely do. And I, look, like I said, it's a fucking elephant in the room that will be ingest, uh, like it, addressed at some stage. But I don't know. I just don't know. It's going on way too long now. And you can see, like, Salah on his international duty when they asked him, he literally said, I don't know. And that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is one of those. And, and you will get a lot of people saying, you know, um, they'll wait till January and that'll be the sign in January and it's it's um it's one of those Arsenal like fans circle just uh, Watford I'm not calling him Watford killed football for three points Red Steve says uh, Keith's version of Shag Mary avoid that is and um, yeah. Arsenal fan circle channel asks Gav would you let him go on a free yes after the next contract I would absolutely let them all go on a free no um, I wouldn't after the next contract I would not on this oh, contract next, not this no, contract yeah no, the, the next, next one yeah fine all I was going to say was the difference between this those three and allowing Genie to walk on a free. Replacing Genie, you would have only got maybe 15 million for Genie if you'd have sold him with 12 months to go on his contract, maybe 20 tops. But, but he was worth the 20 million to have him there for the year and let him go for free. The difference with allowing 
Sadio to get into the last 12 months in his contract is he's worth, he's a 60, 70 million pound player. You can't allow that to leave on a free. A decision is going to have to be made at some point before he gets to 12 months. Either look, this is the contract. If you don't want to sign it, we'll facilitate a move for you. But either way, you're not going to be leaving the club for nothing. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, I mean, he he could he could dig his heels and say, "Look, I have a contract, and I'm leaving for free." There's fuck all we can do about that. But you have to do your best to sign the three of them up to contracts, or be prepared to sell them with twelve months to go because you can't allow them to walk for nothing. Bobby, you could, but the other two no. Jono says um, FFG can much. afford a hockey team but can't give a contract to our best. The money that's going to the hockey team is irrelevant to what is Liverpool. Yeah. It, it's yeah. irrelevant. FFG, FFG on eight or nine franchises. It's a massive a franchise yeah, and it's a massive investment. From they're wealthy the business, sports business people. They know what they're doing. They treat Liverpool as a separate entity to the Red Sox, to the um, NASCAR yeah, right. that they yeah. have and what the, what will be the the ice hockey team but, you can't look at it like that but I will say this to you Jono and before you come back and tell us that we're not calling them out and we're not this if they don't sign Mo Salah to a fucking contract right that's, it's, 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 it's outrageous it. absolutely yeah, that'll be the rock day position oh yeah, it'll be it'll I be agree the, I've said it I've yeah, said 100%. it we've said it, it privately it's the tipping point Mo Salah's contract is the tipping point for FSG and what I mean by that is is that people that not mad about them but are not fucking you know absolutely FSG maniacs, um, but not FSG in maniacs, will be kind of going, oh, do you know what? That, I'm not having this. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's not It's not only the money, it's it's the ambition. And Liverpool yeah. fans, for the majority, will hold the club to a certain ambition and they wouldn't like that. And I, I'm, I'd be on that train. I'd be absolutely fucking appalled to be paired. If you honest. have one of the best players in the world and you let him walk out the door at 30 or whatever age you be, there's, there's no coming back from that because no. they said at the beginning, Tom Werner said, um, we can sign. If the player's available, we can sign them. Don't worry about that. Well, they have them. So, yeah. you know, what's the issue? Oh, two, you know, and that sides. to me is where they, they sort of will perish on that one if, if yeah. that was to there's, go ahead. There's two sides to this story. And, and, you know, obviously Salah's representatives have a side to play in this where they're going... <laughs> Yeah, you're offering good money, but we want more. And that has it's not only on the club, it's on the player and the representative. representative. No, I don't think it is at all, Gav. I think he's not? entitled to lit I, I think he's entitled to turn around and say, What's the Brian on that man City? Yeah. Jeez. Well, I want No, 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 no. That's what I'm I saying. I want that and I want more. And oh, I, listen. I, I and you, do you know what? He's worth it because what what will he do, right? We can we get off this after this because well, we haven't actually talked about yeah. much. Alexa, what will happen? Shawnee started yeah. Shawnee was. Now, Shawnee what will happen yeah. is if you let Mo go, right? It, it's actually it'll cost them more to let him go than to give him a new contract. So they'll actually save money by giving them a contract. You lose you, know what you are going to have Virgil knocking on the door saying, look, if you're letting him go, then I'm not spending the best years of my career. Well, he's no choice. He's scrapping, his... scrapping to get into the top four. Yeah, look, Sean, you'd have to... it's player power. Players hold the power. Contracts. Yeah, hold I know, but you'd have to think that all these lads signed the contracts in jest. On the strings that... of, yeah, but on the yeah, strings yeah. of more. Let's more just see. Maybe we're all thinking. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. listen, we we... Until it's signed, we're all in the same. Oh, listen, we're all on the cans yeah. when he signs. Like, I'm, if, if you oh, don't get on the cans right. when he signs, that's going to be an epic. You know what I mean? Shut the fucking channel down, as far as I'm concerned. Look, we better get into the second half. I just wanted to go to you, Kev, um, quickly on the 
on the Liverpool press, because I've noticed the Brighton game, West Ham, and a couple of other games this season, Liverpool for me didn't look set right in off the, you know in transition off the ball wherever it might be, and we looked the hunger wasn't quite there. We were letting teams nearly go. Oh, go on, show us what you can do, and then we'll try. You know, a bit of um, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not bravery from Liverpool. It's ah, a bit of not swagger isn't even the right word. It's being overconfident in what we're doing and basically going to teams. Go on, you have a go, and then see, and we'll have a go. Whereas yesterday, I thought air shape and our press cap was back to you. We're taking nothing for granted here. We're going to hunt you fucking down, and then we're going to play our game. There was no standing off, and let, let let's see what you can do with it. Yeah, I watched the analysis last night at Match of the Day, and they did um, a bit on on the press, but they did it from that camera angle that pans right out, and you could see the front three and the midfield three and the two fullbacks. It was a front eight press with Lacazette and Abamwang being left two v two with Matip and Virgil, and Matip and Virgil are brilliant when they've got someone to mark. They're absolutely fantastic with it. Now. The difference between that and Brighton, Brighton gave them no one to mark. Brighton also varied their kickouts, but they went long sometimes. Sometimes they went short, and but they were short and quick. West Ham never really played out from the back. They went direct. They went direct to the wings. Uh, rather, well, like what you were describing, what Arsenal should have done. Mm, That's yeah. what West Ham did. Couldn't believe they didn't. Yeah. Um, what I couldn't get over, after going in at half time. Arteta didn't turn around to Ramsdale and Tamayasu and the other and Tavernier and say, right, you split, you go on the halfway line, the goal kick is going to come to you, you flick it on and go from there. How he never saw it is mind-boggling that none of the Arsenal players or the Arsenal coaching staff saw this. It was plainly obvious what needed to happen and it didn't. Arsenal played exactly how we wanted Arsenal to play in ways that we forced Arsenal from their the way they wanted to play out into the middle of the pitch. And we suffocated them in the middle. I, I just couldn't get over how they allowed themselves to be so easily dispossessed. They were, it was just... you. I couldn't... I was lost for words. So was I. I you know, I... I even describing it now, I struggle. I was like, you cannot be this naive. And they were. But we were very, very good. You know, I mean, everyone was on it. Everyone knew where they needed to be. Not the first man, the second man, but the third and the fourth. Even when Ox lost that ball and the recovery for him to lose the ball, it was just like a, a swarm. It was like, there's a piece of meat in the middle and there's four dogs and you've got to go for it. And that's how it was for the entire half. And Thiago's yeah. very underrated part of the press, isn't he? Like he doesn't get a lot of credit, yeah. and he he's, really he's actually excellent. Sad, Sadio, Sadio was fantastic for me. Yeah, yeah. Sadio but, but, and but, but Thiago Trent. sets sets the trap. Thiago yeah. does set the trap. It's just a little right. slight movement he makes, and he, and just he always players eyes when they have the ball. And he's yeah. like, "Do I go here? Do I not?" And then he's like, "Bang!" He's on you. But he's great at nicking the ball. Hoy up, isn't he? He always yeah. does that. And it's if he's not nicking, if he's not nicking it, he's changing the direction of it. Yeah. So he, yeah. or he's on he's the ball when it's nicked. Do you know what's that? Yeah. He's always on the scene when when someone nicks yeah. the ball. He's yeah. on it. He's he was trash yesterday. Yeah. He was deadly yesterday. Thought the midfield three were all excellent yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't get over how Arsenal didn't learn and they allowed us to do that to them. But because but the it was thing so is, obvious, it was so obvious. You you say they didn't learn. They come out the second hand. They make a worse. 
by, by still trying to play the same way, but making trying to make the pitch bigger. And I was like, is this yeah. fucking? Like, this is a yeah, but you need to you need to realize, lads, that a lot of their players. This this sounds like, this They've sounds arrogant saying this. Some of them, not even that, not even Kevin. I'm not, none of them have played. Not a lot of them have played for Arsenal at Anfield. A lot of them players haven't played football at that level. Yeah, yeah. Tan, you look at yeah. Emil Smith Rowe, Saka. Yeah, they are playing in the Euros, but they 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 went. They haven't played football at that level to the level we played yesterday, and that's what happens. You just drowned or in that environment. Yeah, in, in that like your man Sambi the Congo is like looking around going, This isn't like the Premier League. I'm at the playing a load yeah. of games and I never had this I always have time on the ball. And your man Tavares is going, Well, I can open my body out and go for it. No, you can't because I get impressed. And when you go into yeah. it, they haven't played football at that level that yeah. we played yesterday. Yeah, we were ridiculous. They're not used to it. Yeah. Like we were so good from twenty minutes on yesterday. Like yeah. the football is outrageous. Like Jamie Holmes said it in the WhatsApp group, it was big boy football from Liverpool, and they were skilled our kids. And that's yeah. we it's literally, but yeah, yeah, I, they, that's, that's they could not see. live with our press, our intelligence, our use of the ball, how we were moving them around in the final third, the way we were creating chances. Like, but we have the second goal we bought Nick's out and Jota. Like, it's just I'm gonna come back now in a second, but, yeah. but that's what I want from Liverpool now. I don't want I don't want to see this kind of standing off teams and letting them pop it around and then see I want Liverpool to and listen, you might go in and you might go hell for letter and do that and you might lose. They might get a lucky break in midfield. Yeah, but they were against Brighton. No, they showed something yesterday to me where they just went, fuck this, straight in. You know, 30 minutes they, they watched and watched and watched and they did press, but then when the when the trigger went, it was like 60 minutes of a pressing machine where Arsenal yeah. just couldn't get out. And Arsenal just instead of having any sense, Arsenal just went you're Gav, doing this deal. Let's play into some more. I'll tell you what we do. We make this pitch big and we try even more ridiculous passes Gav, from the back. If someone if someone can knit the fourth half an hour from Brighton into a video 60. with that 60, that is literally the perfect game yeah. of football. That That's that's Klopp's football. That's from start to finish. Like, the, the one that's disallowed at Brighton, pressing the keeper on his goal line yeah. to yesterday. Like, that... You, if you literally take that half an hour, replace it in that game and put that... That is literally Liverpool performing at top gear firing on all cylinders across the park. And we did that yesterday. It, it was frightening. Just... The understanding the players have for each other now is like the third goal, the second goal, the fourth goal. It's it's all like it's what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's like it's like watching Blade synchronized divers. Yeah. Everybody is in tune together. You know what I mean? It's yeah. That's what I was getting off really match of the day last it. night when uh, when you're watching match of the day and you're watching it from that distance perspective. When you see all of them move together. And it's like, if I go there, he has to come here. And when he comes inside, Fabinho is there. And if he goes this way, Simicass is there. It mm. was just everyone knew the position where they had to be. And it wasn't a thought, like you said. It was it was just there, like that. They just went and they believed 100% in all that they did. But the, the one thing that the midfield three yesterday had that we maybe missed you had so much dy- dynamism. You had so much variety in their in their individual the ability. Perfect. 
The mm. balance was great. You know, you had the holder, you had the destroyer. The balance is great. And you had the energy. But the, but the balance is great because of the attitude in which we play. The, the, the balance doesn't look great if we stand off because Ox looks like a passenger. Tiago mm. looks like, is he interested? And Fabino looks like he's, he's being um, isolated. You know what I'm saying? Like when we stand off and we kind of, point, yeah. you know, we, we kind of say, and I, I think it is, you know, Liverpool just kind of look, smelling themselves and saying, let them see what they can do. Let them into them areas and see what they can do. And those players don't look as good. But when you put that attitude in and you put that press in, that's where the balance looks great. Because you go, you know what, look at him. He's snapping in for being, he's fucking clearing up everything. Anywhere Thiago gets it, he's popping it around. And then you've, Ox is running into players, getting the ball off him, and he's going 30, 40 yards with it. And that's where the balance looks well. You know what I mean? But it, it was it was unbelievable. Keith, I'm going to come to you because um, Jotis just doesn't, not arse for playing football. I said it to you earlier. He's not bothered with football. Just give him the ball near the goal and he just goes, I'll do this for the next 10 seconds and then piss off and stop annoying me and come back to me when you have something better to offer. But um, it comes from is a it? press. It's, it's, a, it's a naive pass from um, Tavares. But like... <laughs> Ben White slides, slides down between the main stand and the cop. And uh, Ramsdale goes to have a good look to see if he's okay. And there's Jota knocking the ball in the net. It was unbelievable. Brilliant finish. Yeah, you're right. Like, Jota's a weird player because he's, he's lethal. He's excellent in the air. And and the highlight for me wasn't even this goal. We'll come on, we'll come on to it in a minute. But um, the goal is mad because Tavares... I don't know what Sean or Kev touched on you know he was getting forced into playing the ball back inside and he just gifts it to to Jota he puts Ben White on his arse but here Aaron Lonsdale on that blade and that goal I don't know what he does he sits down but Jota doesn't have to do that and it's you know, I can't even say he took it around the keeper because he doesn't even change his body yeah. he just walks past him he's going in the, the same direction around. And it's it's just madness like that. They're given a player who's that. You know, I don't know what his figures are, but his goals per minute ratio like must be very fucking high because the fella obviously he's, needs to score. He's he's Even on the he's list of it, anyone but Mo. He's just behind. Yeah, Mo. like just he just Mo. always seems to. You know, he, give him a, give him a sniff in there and and he puts Remi- them away. Reminded me of Prime Torres. Yeah. <laughs> No, he just composer, yeah. just composer and yeah, cold. Yeah, and he the, loved by a keeper, didn't he? Yeah, but Torres used to Torres used to take players out of the game without touching the ball, like yeah. just the drop of the shoulder. You know, is he done now? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's exactly yeah, what it, it was like. It, and he's he's had a few got like you know the the hat trick away to Atlanta last year. I, yeah. I was t- looking at him going like the very there's there's a lot of Fernando Torres about Diogo Jota that yeah. I see in him, and he's he's a killer. He's an absolute killer. Like you don't see him miss many chances, sure you don't. No, when he gets them, no. he takes them. So, uh, which is something yeah, that he can be guilty of a lot, isn't it? Like waste. And I hope he's okay. He's I hope he's alright. Yeah. I, I know Klopp alluded to it yesterday, but he played on, didn't he? So yeah. sh- hopefully it's not too much of an issue. Because well, he'll have the week off anyway. So he just he's it, class. He's just deadly. Um, say my name, which I think is Red Steve again. He just keeps changing his fucking name. Uh, remember. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about R9 sitting players down oh, that was yeah, on the yeah. Man on Football Show. Yeah. He'd have been proud of that one. Yeah. And he would have been like... And you don't see it much anymore. No, you no. You don't see it. Torres loved it. Torres but you just don't get it. that time in the box anymore, do you? It's, yeah. There's normally the, the centre-back pairing and the holding... The, you, most sides play with two holding mids. So 
do you, the amount of time you normally have in a box is slim to none. Especially with that amount of players around you. If you go through one goal in the <gasps> hallway and you put through one goal and you've 30, 40 yards to run. Bobby you put a few with them on that arse a couple of years ago. Yeah, he, he did. He went yeah, through and that was a straight run, a couple of swerves that are on yeah, the deck. But, but this, this was is... like, pick the ball up on the edge of the box. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Move into that that was like, it's like when you're playing FIFA and your connection goes and you're in the box yeah, next yeah, to all yeah. just two seconds later and you're clean through in front of goal and open goal and you're going, how did that happen? Yeah, but you know, you know what it was like? You know when you go to shoot and then you press the pass button real quick and it does the thing? Yeah. That's what yeah. it was like, yeah. Jota just going Mental. square X, square Blade. X. Um, ben White was still on handbreakers in the box ah, and Blade ben ran down. Ben White was like a Rob Micra, he was in the box. Ramsdale is eating the arse out of a centre-backs before he even passed it into the net. <laughs> Ramsdale went for a nap, just see him going out for a nap. It was unbelievable. Oh, but, um, class. It, it was 2-0. Now, I said this to Kev beforehand and you might disagree with me, but and Keith, I'll come to you on it, right? Um, the goal that makes it 3-0, right? I want you to think back to Arsenal 3, Spores 1 earlier in the season. And I want you to think back to Aubameyang's goal, where Arsenal player from the back, Aubameyang flicks it around the corner for Emile Smith-Rowe, who plays it back into Aubameyang and he scores. And I remember watching that goal and just could not believe how Spores had let Arsenal basically pass the ball 80, 90 yards up a pitch without going near it. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Massive credit to Alisson with the ball um, yeah. to Simicast. Yeah. The header Simicast. into Jota is great. How Jota gets that much porches on that header is beyond That's me. That's the highlight of the match yeah. for Jota. And then I mean, Matt, the pace on the ball. Was the yeah. pace true, on the ball. A true the ball header. header from about Bladen 55 yards out. Yeah. Mane, into the run. Mane tears through. I've heard some Arsenal fans saying, when Mane takes that touch, why does the keeper not come out? Keeper doesn't come out because the defender chasing Mane and two inside him. And why should he come out? Just yeah. make it, make himself as big as he can, but because they're all attracted to the ball. Imagine if the keeper does run out to that and then they'd be all screaming, what's he doing coming out? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's, it's a brilliant goal and team. I was delighted for Salah to get him because I think that's, he's he gone two goals out of game, hasn't he? Or two games out of game. Yeah. Um, I was delighted to see him get it, but it was a fucking it's brilliant route. goal. Yeah. <laughs> It was a great goal. It was a great goal. And Liverpool have scored so many excellent team goals this year that don't really get the credit. You know, going from back to back to top, you know, they, they've scored some fucking great goals. That was an excellent team goal. Because like that, it, it wasn't a 25-pass move. It's Alisson clips it out. Boom, boom, boom. We're up there and it's in the goal. And as I say, Jota's header was just fucking ridiculous. You know, to get that, to generate that power. And that's something is excellent. An excellent header of the ball. And I don't know if, I don't know, like, it's a Portuguese thing that they, they practice headers that people don't do anymore. Like, if Ronaldo can play and jump like the salmon and knowledge, he can get up in 15 feet into the air to get a header. Jota is only a small fella, but he's excellent in the air. Do you know? And you, you marry that then with the walk rate and the, the skills. He's putting a fucking trail ball. You know? With a header from that distance in behind the, the back four, I just thought it was an excellent goal. I love a good team goal like that, and it's just typical. It's a Liverpool goal this season. I think. I think it's just typical of what we're doing. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely brilliant, Johnny. Great cross uh, with his weak foot as well. It was. He put yeah. on a play from and and Salah's never missing. Like to be honest with you, but Shani, um Minamino turns up. He gets on the pitch, and oh, I um, love him. About forty love seconds him. later, he's yeah. tapping in. But again, Shani. 
It's another great move. Henderson gets it in the middle of the park, plays it to Manny. Manny manages to hold on to it, gives it to Salah, who I thought was just going to shift on his left and have him, but he doesn't. He know he knows the trend going outside, and once you put Trent, just leaves position, it for him. Yeah, he just yeah. pushes it into him. Once you Trent in that position, you just know it's coming. You know, I was listening to um, I was listening to the Anfield rap this morning. And one of the lads, Ben on it, was saying, do you never know when you know you're going to be happy and then you're happy? He said, he goes, that's what them goals are like. He said, look, <laughs> Salah plays at the thing. He said, you might as well start celebrating because it's Trent from 12 yards with a ball across the ball. He's never missing them. But it's another great goal. Great for Minamino, though, as well, Shawnee. Yeah, and it goes back to what I said about, like, this sort of pattern. Like, we were like a basketball, we were like a basketball team yesterday in full flow. You're saying... Ox, Ox gets a chance right and you can see Simicas is on the overlap to do the exact same thing that Trent had done about 10 minutes before and it's just patterns of play with us and Mo's know how that he knows Trent look and he just overlap he doesn't even pick his head up he just plays it off to him because he knows he's going to be there it's like they're all in sync with each other. And Minamino's in the right place at the right time. And I thought he looked really sharp when he came on, Minamino. And I was delighted for him. If his first league goal in front of the cup. And you could see the players sort of embraced him because I think yeah. I think I think Minamino has been unlucky, to be honest with you, since coming to Liverpool. That he yeah. hasn't played more minutes and featured more because I don't know why he hasn't. I think whenever he's played I I don't remember watching Minamino too much and thinking he was shy tonight. He really yeah. didn't do anything for us. I thought he was, he's been very, very unlucky. And hopefully now with these build-up of games, we see him playing like, I'm going to the game on Wednesday. I hope he starts. Like, I really, I genuinely we're do. Because I, I do like him. I do I really like him. And I think, I think he's a viable option, Gav, to be yeah. honest with you. I think he, he can play from wide. He can play through the centre. I think he's very good technically. I think sometimes his physicality lets him down. But, you can tell now he's drilled into the Liverpool system because he's getting on the end of their moves. And I was delighted for him. And the embrace with the players and Klopp giving him his, his flowers as well at full time. I'm delighted for him. And it really was like the the, the cherry on top of a particularly the delicious cake. Well, to be honest with you, like all you want is him to do well because we have got a build-up of games coming. We have the African Nations coming in January. Um, and... Listen, it's it's in everyone's interest that Minamino starts showing some form, getting a few goals, assists, getting more involved. I'd love to see him get ninety during the week. To be honest with you, yeah. um, I'd put him in. I'd put. I'd like to see him start with Mane and Salah instead of just getting thrown in with Origi and whoever Kate else. Gordon or something. And I think he he deserves a, a crack at a whip with the two main lads around him. That you know, yeah. I like, and he, I don't think that's something that he's had. You know, and I think he deserves that. Yeah, or you know what he could do? He could just go with the front three that he thinks he might play when the African Nations is on. Now, that might be Origi, who's nursing an injury, but he might do something like that. Now's the time to try it. You're true in the Champions League, it doesn't matter. Um, Tyler Martin gets A-plus injuries home at the end, and I was delighted. Um, it was Lovely. great to see Klopp bringing a player on like that, and he's been impressive away at Norwich and away at Preston in the League Cup. And to see him coming on, it was great. Um <laughs> I'm not going to say who said this, but in the WhatsApp group yesterday, someone said, "What the fuck is the story with that bench? It looks like a list of leading 25 and all whiskies." <laughs> but um, and then someone said, "Someone said, my God, he said that the list alone of pro- them regen players and the pro Evo on the bench." 
<laughs> so I was like one of the pro evil boys come on near the end. <laughs> but it was great that he came on. You know, the yeah, fact that he came on was a sign. Hadn't even got his real face. He had one of them generic faces when he comes <laughs> yeah. on. So now they're like, he's just just a normal, just a blank face. I can't wait to see what he really looks like. Yeah, have to look like him up. Matt Taylor from Portsmouth. Do you remember him? <laughs> but uh, no, there fair was, play. There was him. one belter. There was one brilliant bit for him. The I think it was only about five minutes to go. The ball was out in the rice, and it went back to Virgil. And all you could see the camera panned to Morton, and all you could see was him screaming at Virgil to switch it. And I just thought, you know what, you're only a young fella. What are you doing screaming at a centre out of Virgil to tell him how to play? That's what you want. I was delighted for him. I was more made up the fact that he had the, the balls to turn around to yeah. a potential club captain and bellow at him to switch to switch the play. Having someone like him, and he has looked composed, and Klopp has always talked about him, that he's um, he's a natural six. He's a real play, deep playmaker. The, he had the confidence. I mean, it looked. It, it was nice to give him the debut and what have you, but he definitely did, doesn't look out of place anytime I've seen him playing for Liverpool. Well, you know, the, he, he looks tidy. He looks like yeah. a nice tidy footballer. And he and Klopp he's said, very young. So, well, Klopp has said that he needs to build himself up physically. But mm. when asked what Klopp asked him, Klopp said, "Go on there, play our game, slow it down, take control, take you know control the game and get it at, at our pace and bring a bit of order to the matter." Now. Ask an 18-year-old in midfield to win the Premier League game on your first game and go, listen, we just go in and take control of midfield there and uh, look after that for the next 10 yeah. minutes. Like It shows what he, what, that he believes in him, you know. Um, loads of loads of chat in, um, or loads of talk in the chat about Pochettino being interested in going to United now. Zidane not interested. We get on to that. We, we get on to, we're going to just laugh at all day, to be honest with you. Who gives a fuck who they put in charge? Um, but uh, 400 people watching, 140 likes, smash the like button there. And if you don't do yeah. it now, do it on your way out, please. It is important. As I said, when it's over, um, if you have any comments or any feedback, leave them in the comments section below. And if you're listening on the audio download that comes out as well, make sure to give us a rating and a review. Is that right? They the right words? Rating and review. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah go not? and do that, apparently. That's good if you're on um, Apple Pods or any of your podcast apps. Um, Man of the Match, Keith. Um, it's easy to get. I thought Mo was great yesterday. To be honest, I thought he was absolutely nice. scandalous. Like it's boring giving it to Mo. I'm giving it to Mo. Fuck it mm. for the taking it out of the air and just he's he just was a thorn in the side. I thought he was fucking excellent yesterday, yeah. and it was looking you know it was dangerous every time he was getting it. Even at the start of the game, he just looked on it from the very beginning. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. So just. Go with the obvious one and give it to Mo. Special mention for Thiago. I thought he was excellent as well. I'm a huge fan of Thiago's and he's, he's stop start, but I thought he was brilliant yesterday, but Mo was out of this world. Okay. Shani? Mo again, for me. Like, it is boring, but when you're seeing a fella operate at that level playing for your own club, it is different. Like, for years and years, I watched Messi just be better than everybody. And when you're watching him, it's like he's playing a different sport and just the players bouncing off Sally yesterday, the fullbacks, the defenders, the midfielders trying to get at him, like Thomas Partey bouncing off. Him. Like he's yeah. just the ball sticking to him. Like he hadn't he didn't score until late in the game yesterday, and you went, and you could hear the boys in commentary going, like, this, like, he's just been unbelievable today. He was he was incredible. And look, there's so many other honorable mentions. 
the, the three boys in midfield. Yeah. If we're going to be going to give it to somebody different, I thought Oxlade Chamberlain was absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant, yeah. to be honest again. And Simicast was brilliant as well. Yeah, I think Ox I is really all the names on Ox was all no, Ox I... was all, Ox was always a rhythm player. Like yeah. for as long as he's he's been a footballer, I I always remember him being a rhythm player. Like, and it's he's playing well, and it's it's good to see. I just hope he can stay fit now because. A fit ox is is useful in any squad. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. But look, if we're gonna have to start doing this, uh, only for Mo Sally without Mo yeah. Salah, we're just gonna have to start it. I'd say ox. Okay, Kev. Yeah, I, I had a gone with Fabinho. I thought Fabinho was outstanding yesterday. Um, marshaled everything in midfield. Um, dictated an awful lot of the press from from deeper as well. Some of his passing was exceptional. Uh, Virgil looked really sharp. You know, he looked as sharp yesterday as I've seen him in a long time. Some of his long passing was really good. Allison, the calmness in his dis- distribution, made that one save. Yeah. But I'd agree with Shawnee about Ox. Ox made that, there was about, it was nil-nil. And Ox made a really good run into when he followed Saka into yeah. into the box. Yeah. Virgil got drawn out into the left because Simicast was out of position. And Ox followed in on Saka and managed to get a boot on a clearance. And if you're playing in that Henderson role, you have to be good going both ways. And I thought that was really good. But for me, I thought Fabinho was not head and shoulders, but he was back to his best yesterday. I would have given it to Fabinho. I think Salah's the right answer. Um, yeah. But if we're doing anybody but Salah... Um, or anyone except Salah, whatever the fuck way you want to put it, um, I'm giving it to Trent. Because um, <laughs> watching playing football is like stupid. Can we <laughs> give it to Matt as you well? Could, you could have given it to anyone. No, no, it's like it's just stupid what Trent does. Like, and I think you know I've been a little bit concerned over Trent and and the overall shape of the team because I think they're trying to do something slightly different with Trent again this season. And um, I think it's it's hard us on occasion, but the mix yesterday of him being high. Uh, and the way we played and the way we pressed helped him so much for me. Because when we press, the first time everywhere you look, it's like Trent's out there giving me. Because if you give it to him on the heart, we'll only do something with it. Um, and I just thought, I thought he was brilliant. I thought defensively he was really good when he was called upon. Um, and yeah, let's go with Trent. Um, but look, anyone can get a mention, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you. Um, before we go on to our last little topic, before we leave, uh, the Man on Football show is on tomorrow night. Uh, make sure you subscribe. The link is in the description. It's going to be me, possibly on my own, but possibly with somebody else. Um, and tomorrow night is, uh, we're just, we, I just want to talk about magical, weird, strange, and deadly football moments that we can all just have a chat about and remember and have a good laugh about for 40 minutes or so. It's just something to do and have a bit of crack with because that's what the channel is all about. So make sure you uh, look at the link in the description. Check it out. Um, I'll be on from 9 tomorrow. The reason I'm on at 9 is because it'll make me only do 45 minutes because I do a show on this channel at 10. So I'm keeping myself in check. We'll be back on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not talking about magic moments. I'll have 12 she, tomorrow night. She's getting in the on me Christmas tree. Yeah, <laughs> Lashed out because the perverts oh, the seeing me reflection, yeah, yeah. All the dope bags that I look in the save, I have me, me drawers hanging up on me. What's uh, the clothes horse that, around? Is that a religious That's thing right. where you don't put lights on the top of it? No, there's a fairy on the top of it. Gillian <laughs> uh, done this, Gillian done this earlier, and she mustn't have been able to reach. So, uh, yeah, unlucky uh, there. I'll, uh, I'll pass on there. 
I'll tell but you listen, what, the Toy Show was on next week and it had to be done today. Yeah, so deal with it. I'd up, have man. it up as soon as Halloween is over. I'd have ah, it up. Stop it. Christmas stop, films stop, on, stop, Christmas yeah, music. As soon as Halloween's over, Christmas starts. No. Um, um, Clark, Clark W. Griswold visited my house on yeah. Friday and uh, go. I, got, I got no say in it. I'm just not going to argue with the boys. With the no, I don't. I don't go into all that shit. Um, November, oh, Christmas tree, and all. No way. But anyway, where was I? Yeah, the man on football show. Make sure you subscribe in the in the link, um, in the show link description thingy. And then um, we're gonna have a laugh tomorrow. Night. As I said, nine till about quarter to ten because there's a show on this channel, and I don't want to cross over. We have a fucking belting show on that channel coming on Thursday. By the way, if you thought Ronaldo was some career, where do you see the one we're doing on Thursday? It's going to be brilliant. We're going to have ones to watch. I can't tell you that are teams that we picked have had an horrendous weekend, which I wanted to have a uh, look at. Um, quickly, Venlo well. got a win. Um, against um, I tried to put Venlo into me live score, and there was about twenty six different teams. I says, v- you know v- what they Venlo. can, yeah, yeah v- they v- can v- get. They can get fucked. I'm not adopting them. I'm not going near them. I literally went on live score and I typed in Venlo and there was 46 teams. I says, there was basketball teams, lacrosse teams, playing ultimate hey, frisbee no. teams. Sporting institutions. Football. That's football. what we want. But anyway, um, yeah, we have a belt that coming on Thursday, so make sure to go and check that out. So subscribe in the link and all that stuff. And listen, that channel is about us having a laugh, looking back on stuff, looking forward to stuff, and looking at football that's going on um, right now as well. Um, update on Sienna. Sienna, I think, has had her second uh, piece of surgery. She is in recovery in America. All has gone well so far. All has gone well so far. So she will be there for another couple of weeks. I think she'll be back on the 6th. Maybe another week, um, week and a half, 6th of December. So what well, we have the 20th of November. So yeah, so yeah. two weeks or so. And she should be back then. Um, so go and, you know, if you, if you see anything about her or you want to wish her luck, go and do that. But everything's going well so far. So fingers crossed as well for that. We have got a new charity team. We're going to be back in, in December talking to a, a few people today about it. I'm getting all the details. We will have it going from the 1st of December that we're going to back through the month as well. Um, because why not? Um, Are you going for a night hood or something? Are you chasing? No, I wouldn't take a night hood. Not off them. Send it back. Ah, me. I get James oh, McLean to bring it back over across the water yeah. with him after an international break. Um, come here, I tell you. Uh, That's <laughs> half the viewership. It is, it is, it is orange jersey. <laughs> I think the viewers now. Anyway, sure, most of the viewers don't like them anyway. Um, the lads handing out the medals. Um, right, so Ollie Gunnar Soldier has left. We get through this quick. We five, five minutes or so left. Nah, and open a can. Keith, open a fucking can. Keith, I'll come to you as soon as you're, you're well up for this. Like, I don't feel one bit sorry for him. Um, no. I think it's a sad day for everyone else that doesn't support Manchester United. Yeah. But the one thing that comes out for me is how you can ever take Gary Neville's football opinion serious or have any weight behind it ever again is beyond me. He's, yeah, he's been made look an absolute Um And all because he, he veered away from what made him an excellent pundit that Gary Neville was. He didn't hold back. He said it as it was. He gave an opinion, an honest opinion. He didn't like it, but he gave it. And when it came to this, he just looked an absolute skid mark. And look, you know, we can all laugh about it. I'm not worried. You know, some people will say, you know, oh, you're so worried because we're going to get a good manager into Manchester United now. I'm not worried. I enjoyed all I've been at the wheel. You know, it was funny. It was great crack. How we lasted till now. Well, we should do a bleeding a man on pod about that because how he got even that permanent gig there 
it was just a fucking joke. And Gary Neville, you know, everyone could see it. Everyone could see the deficiencies in his management, in his coaching, in his, his teams, everything. He has one sort of way of playing that reaped a few rewards, and that was when he just played counter-attacking. And it just, you know, he veered away from it, and he, he was found out. Gary Neville constantly talking him up and not refusing to, to dig him out was just, you know, it, it was terrible by Neville. But it's over with now. We'll see Neville will be backlashing everybody out of it, depending on who gets the job there. Well, Michael Carrick, he won't lash him out of it. Um, and we can only hope that he goes from interim to the main man as well. Fingers crossed. Kevin Ball says Potts is apparently ready to go. Kev, let us know who's writing that because genuinely for the last three weeks I've seen about 40 names mentioned by people um, that pretend they're in the Manchester United dressing room as soon as anything happens and they're clearly... See Wayne, see Wayne Rooney distanced himself from Wayne. You laugh at that, but you need to realise that Wayne Rooney was the very first player or person involved in Manchester United to actually see the wood through the trees and asked, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I know, but they're not giving Wayne Rooney the United you know, job. Yeah, but he's, he probably, and I'll tell you, if they offer him the job, I don't think you take it and I believe month of Sundays, to be yeah. honest with you, because not he's even the fact Harvey that... He, who are on minus 15 points and... Not even that, boys. He knows... No, they're on zero points. He beat Bournemouth today. Yeah, they beat Bournemouth today. Doing well, I the last 20. He knows quite well the problem, like... Yeah. Just when you think United were starting to get it right, they fucking, they sit Solskjaer down to say goodbye. Like, yeah. like how can I, how can, let's call, call them what they are, boys, right? You know yourself. I fucking hate them, making no secret. But they're an institution. Like, yeah. they really are. And to put, like, I actually thought it was one of them Joe.ie yokes when I yeah. went on my phone and I said, what a farewell interview was this supposed to mean? Like, is fucking, is this going to be, uh, is this is your life for bleeding Michael Parkinson? No, I, 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 thought, thought, I thought it was going to be, you know, like someone impersonating him. You know, <laughs> I, the, 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 I thought like, it was going to be a sketch. I just, yeah. I honestly, that's so out of touch and lack self-awareness and Solskjaer, like, carried himself as a bit of a, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, where's his fucking self-pride? Dignity, yeah. Yes, where's man? that dignity? But that's some yeah. that that's where does Pochettino suit United because Pochettino's well known for going up against Daniel Levy and rocking boats there. You know you'd want somebody that don't rock a boat. It's as simple as that. Forget football, yeah. forget fucking tactics and what you've won before. If if you've won everything in the game and you're a yes man and you go in and you'll just be nice and you'll take you're good, you'll be in there. That's why Conte might never went in. Because Conte would have yeah. went in and went, you, you and you, you're all arseholes. And see yeah. all that money you're taking out, it goes to me. That's how yeah, it works. Yeah, Neville's, Neville's response was, he doesn't suit you, you know. It's, he was ah, like, would you yeah. stop it? Well, Gary Neville, listen, it. come here and I tell you, if, if, if Conte was... No, was but what I'm saying to you is, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, he doesn't suit you, know, it's because he doesn't, you know, he don't represent anything yeah. that he, he is, which is no. a winner. Yeah. And they aren't you anymore. You need to. You need look what Liverpool done with clock. You need to bring someone in that's going to shake her up and is going to fucking fix you from the Oi. foundations up. And that's not going to be a yes man. If they're not a yes man, they should hire a fucking soldier. They'll get Pochettino. They will get yeah. Pochettino because he was literally he was literally willing to leave Paris to go back to Spurs. Kev, he's gonna yeah. he's going to. I, he's gonna I'd go be to shocked. I'd be shocked. And the reason why I'd be shocked is because Oli lasted as long as he did. There is no way any credible club with any credible structure would have allowed that to happen. 
There is no way on earth a decent director of football would have allowed Conte to end up at Tottenham. It just couldn't. No, you don't. See, Podge is literally, I, I, as Gab said, the perfect yes man. Like, you need to realize. Podge I, don't Podge Rogers Rogers. Rogers. I don't know if he is. Brendan Rodgers is. I think Brendan yeah. Rodgers absolutely is. Oh, Brendan Rodgers would go in there and he would tell you what an institution they are and how great yeah. technically they are and how they're this and how they're that. And he'd wear that fucking, you know, the blazer they wear with the big crest on yeah. it. And he'd do all that and he'd love all that. Yeah. And he'd be perfect for them. And it doesn't matter. He is, yeah. And, and then and, you look at the current Leicester squad and you look at where Leicester are right now. He can do nothing with them anymore. Leicester are, are done. You know, Leicester yeah, have had a couple of good seasons. Leicester have yeah. had a couple of good seasons. He's won a cup. He's got him to fifth. That's as good as Leicester are ever going to get under Brendan Rodgers. He's no. There was something in the Klopp interview when he did before the Arsenal game about Steven Gerrard when he was talking about Frank Lampard and Frank Lampard at Chelsea, and he said about Frank Lampard going to Chelsea. Where the hell do you go after that? In the same way as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Manchester United, no wonder he didn't want to leave. I thought I, I felt sorry for him on a human level because yeah, I did as well. To be honest, that was that was sad. <laughs> no, I know, but that was sad. On a human the, level, that was sad. The manager's parking spot because he thinks yeah. it's Alex Ferguson's. Yeah. I get all of that. Well, then you yeah, should, sure, like, he should have been, okay, sto- been stopped at entrance into the football. That's, that's yeah. romanticism well, to, like, to, to the masses. Like, you know what I mean? Listen, it's like these shite bags who still call Alex and Boss in the media. Like, yeah. tell you, when he pulled up at Manchester United to sign his contract, right? And he seen him walking from the fucking far car park. And he said, where are you, Ollie? What's the fucking story? You, you're the manager there. Oh, I wouldn't park there because that's fucking Ferguson. I would have turned him around, put him back in his car and said, look, forget about it. You're not getting the job. But that tells you everything you need to know about the structure of the club. It's not about structure. This is about him. No, but there are shambles of a club from top to bottom. Oh, they are. But, the, but listen, don't don't don't, don't get it wrong, the Kev. Is. But Kev, don't get it wrong. This this is this is the narrative that, that Gary Neville's trying to push. Where I'm not. It's not because like he, he's basically telling you he's not slagging him because he's me. And what I'm in the same breath, he's trying to turn everything away from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, put a little bit on the players, and throw the rest on the owners. The only the only thing they've done wrong here, the owners, is appoint that man. Right. Yeah. Everything they've done. Everything they've done since then is back into the hilt, no matter what he wanted. Yeah. Right? No matter what he wanted. Look, hold on. Did he sign Harry Maguire? Yeah. Did he? Did he? Did he sign Harry Maguire? Harry Maguire came out. Okay. All right. Okay. So he backed it. Did he sign Aaron Wambasaka? Yeah, What's did he sign Varane? Who, who can't who, nobody's yeah. questioning whether right. he was back. No, no, but this is what I'm saying. So how can you turn around? The only mistake they've made is appointing the man, and probably the second mistake is keeping him for that long. And, and realize after six months we should have done the interim thing. Okay, got a manager. Right. They didn't put the groundwork in, and that's yeah. where Kev's point comes in. Where mistake in Hills eyes, though. These, these, what? Mistake in Hills eyes. Oh well, it's it's for me it's it's fairly blatant that the mistake they made was appointing them and then sitting back. No, and going, but in, right. in in what sense yeah. is it like? You're talking about in a, from a perspective of being a Manchester United fan who wants the team to win. Mm. All right. So yeah, what Kevin so extending what, what saying is the board actually don't care about winning. They just want to be in the top four, milking it. That's what Who's they. That's all it was. A million a year out, they don't give exactly, it. and that's why they want matter. a fella like. But you know, you finish fourth or fourth, it makes no it's difference. No, difference. no yeah. that's what I'm saying. Only fourth and is, fifth is the difference. That's why they sacked. Moyes Asuna was practically impossible. Yeah, Mourinho Van Gaal Asuna was practically Mourinho. They've done it all the same with them all, and they realise Gab straight away. Right, if this goes on, we're actually not getting top four with this fella because you can't tell me they have a plan. You can't tell me a second soldier and putting fucking Michael Carrick in there, 
saying he's in they have an interim to an interim. So I said, yeah, we're yeah. gonna put Carrick in and get an interim and then go for someone at the end of the season. I'd love to see Carrick coming in That's with the Man United belt on yeah, Monday. Man City, Man City will have a contingency plan if Pep yeah. was to walk away tomorrow. Liverpool. You bitch up on it. They Clip announced Guardiola before Bladen um, yeah. yeah. was gone, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah. But, but the, thing, but the thing is, like, the, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that they're the perfect owners because they're not. They're far from it. I don't, I don't agree but with they're it. they're the ones that are going to get but the what I'm saying to you, What I'm saying to you here is, and I keep going back to this, the narrative that's being given to us is, you know, especially from Gary Neville, is, oh, well, I'm not going to have a go at our... Uh, soldier, he's, he's my mate. mate. He's, he said that, but the thing, yeah. the, but he follows that up with, and look at this, what the owners doing. Look at this, and look at this, and, and I'm kind of going, well, hold on, look at this, this, and this, where they backed them and gave your mate all this money. And the thing is, right, if a fella comes in tomorrow that Gary Neville doesn't like and loses the first three games, he'd be the first fucker on a Monday yeah. night, right, fucking yeah. the guests out of the way to tell you how bad that manager is for Manchester United, and he'll talk about DNA and he'll talk about fucking heritage and he'll talk about this. It's all a crock of shit from Gary Neville and it has been from the fucking start and anyone that can take his football opinion as any way behind it now because you, not even that, even if he has a go or any other manager now, manager, player, director of football, owner, whoever it might be, from any the- Premier League club now, you just go, well, you're only saying that because he's not your mate. He's That's hamstrung himself. Oh, he's, he's hamstrung himself. himself up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Carragher now is in the same boat because they asked him a couple of weeks ago, will he be like that with Gerard? And that's the problem with media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the problem with media. Yeah. And I agree with him. Manchester United is a fucking shambles. They can throw as much money as they want. It just goes to another, that interview, it's, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. When What's else have you saw that? That he allowed himself. He, in that to position do to do it in the first place. I, Kev, I would not be surprised. The, the, the saying now is it's mutual mutual consent, right? So obviously said, right, Ole, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, I agree to go, right? Well, we're not going to give you a full whack, all right? Because I think he, was, he says, but look, we'll give you three or four million and you're going to address the fans because all it is for them is a PR spin. You've yeah. seen the fucking, the head of the PR management company who's running Manchester United has literally said, we have charts, on what players should put out what tweets because we know what sort of feedback they get. So they're completely... It's a business. It's a business. It's nothing got to do with football, Gav. They don't care if they finish fourth or fourth. If it's fourth or fifth, that's when there's problems because revenues are heavily infected. They don't give a shit about football. They don't care. They honestly don't don't give a crap. I just don't believe for a second that Pochettino goes anywhere near that job. He will. He He doesn't need it. He's, he he's happy enough oh, with he he's streets ahead in the league. He wants a title, first and foremost. He wants to win something as a manager. Yeah, that's a good and point. How, he, might he wants to go on the re. In the summer, if they've got any brains, all right, if anyone at Manchester United has any brains, the first thing they do is they go and sign in, they go and get Edwin van der Sar as your mm-hmm. director of football. And then you, tell him, football then you go and tell van der Sar, you appoint the manager. And then you decide how the club is going to be run. But the problem the they have there, play, Kev, the problem they have there, That's what has Kev. to happen. is going to go into a meeting <laughs> where Ed Woodward or whatever the other yeah. Mongo's name is and realize is going, you actually know nothing about football. You're a bank manager. You're a bank man. I'm coming to you with football for solutions for footballing problems and you don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm out. Your man Richard Arnold, I'm out. The two boys went to college together. Yeah. They, they ran the bank that financed the mill for Glazers. It's jobs for the boys. It's an institute. Man, 
Yeah. It's a family business. That's basically what it is. So they don't want the outsiders coming in because friction is bad for them. Friction this, is bad. That's what I'm saying. That they, they won't want to go near the director of football model for the simple reason is if they bring in a director of football like a Van der Sar and then you bring in Ten Hag, right? And Ten Hag decides in six months' time, well, this squad isn't good enough. I need this, this, and this. And they say, well, we have 50 million to give you in the summer or 50 million in January or the summer, whatever, 800, right? And he says, well, I need 150. I need 180. And they go, what? You, you want 80 out of 100? We're about to take out the club. We're not fucking having that. And then Van der Sar turns around and goes, well, he does need it. And then you have two of the main people at the club, yeah. the manager and the director of football, having a go with the owners who just want somebody to keep the thing running, right? To keep the fucking thing running. That's and, all it is. And, and then and keep the thing running, keep your fucking mouth shut. We'll, we'll take our money out. You'll get a load to spend. I mean, we might do something. We, we'll get for it. But if we don't, fuck it and if we win a league fucking great and that's where the fucking irony in, in Neville is because Neville should have been the first thing Neville should have been saying and giving up about these owners is you put him in the fucking job and that's the worst thing you've ever done and that's the irony of it all he should have been giving out fuck about the fact that that man got that job and he didn't because it was his mate and that's that's absolutely horrendous from him and look, yeah. that's just the way Barry Devney is right there Dar- Darren Fletcher apparently is at the minute is the current technical director technical director I mean, of what? Exactly. In fairness, that's just a makey uppy job. You know, I mean, it's. I'm the technical director of the Lego sets I'm going to be putting together yeah. on my Christmas. <laughs> you start off with uh, your man's hairdo. You'd be all right. That's one piece in already. Anyway, look, it's their business, but it was good crack. Um, but what about, yeah, what about him crying in his farewell? Like, this man has no dignity. Fair play, human and all that. He seemed like a lovely fellow. Somebody sure says that he wants to do on the board of great. Yeah, me bollocks, he was wheeled out. It's like a bleeding fella got kidnapped and was chained for radiator for six months and was getting let out and they told him, look, say a few things. If I got sacked from anywhere, right, first thing I'm doing, I'm shitting in that kettle and I'm out the door. There's no He's way to get the Norway He was actually, yeah. he was like uh, Jack Nicholson at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Just voids, you know, just looking into a vast bleeding. And I actually, I like it on a human level, because how demoralizing must it be sitting there in front of the camera and all, like, and all the boys saying goodbye to him and all. Like, yeah. I don't the know how to threw him under the bus, mind you. I tell you yeah, what, I mean, Harry Maguire should seen... be getting under the bar saying, get yeah. get me, Rogers. Don't get me a manager of confidence, because I'm telling Harry you now. Harry Maguire is your disgrace for the way the he got force, himself sent off yesterday. The force. captain. The first Chris. football man and man with a brain to win there will be literally turning around to that board and saying, get me 15, 20, 25, 30 million pounds for him, wherever you can. Yeah. Send him off to Tophmore. Get him the fuck out of here. Because yeah. he is From just not good enough. Gash. He is he's absolute shy. disgrace. He's the epitome of what's wrong with that club because he's yeah. the captain and he's the leader on the pitch. The, the fella has no leadership. He has no personality. He has no ability. I'd be straight away, whoever comes in as the manager, even if it is a yes man, as we expect, captain's armband plays. That's coming off you for a start. And what's that? Number six, bump. Number 42 now. You're bleeding, slubbing it away with the shits because you are not the future. The biggest mistake he'd made was him. And they thinking they get in Virgil van Dijk and they got him. He is absolute geek. Right, I'll leave it at that. Um, sorry, that. sorry, Harry, if you're watching. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that I was a nightclub, by the way, Harry. That has been the um, <laughs> that has been the fatback for for this Sunday night. Um, loads coming on during the week, of course. Uh, the forums tomorrow. Um, don't forget the Man on Football Show channel as well. It's tomorrow. Um, 
midweek fixes coming up. There's loads coming up, and we'll, we'll, we'll update you as the week goes on. Um, that has been it. Anything else before we go, Shani? No. Good. Uh, roll on. Roll on the man on football show. Can't wait for it now. Good. That towards is going to be an absolute belter, but tomorrow's going to be a great laugh. Keith, anything else before we go? No, no. Um, I took a beating for my Christmas tree, but, you know, fuck it. I don't care. Take it and move on. <laughs> fuck yes. Okay. Uh, just hit the like button on your way out. Anything else before we go, Kev? No, all good, man. Just good looking stuff. forward to Porto in uh, midweek. Good and we go again. Good stuff. I'm actually over at the game, so if anyone's around I'll as well, show. Say no. give me a show. Let Shani know. Yeah. Give yeah. me a show. Okay, good stuff. Right, that has been it. Um, talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.